After 40 years of perfecting the most romantic destinations for two people in love, we knew it was time to create the perfect Caribbean escape for families, friends, and, well, everyone right here at Beaches Resorts, where we'll take you inside our five-star resorts with exclusive insights and stories you won't want to miss. From tips on the best activities for kids of all ages, hearing from experts on how to plan your destination wedding, or hearing from our international chefs on where to eat because there's just too many restaurants to choose from. Listen in to explore the future of luxury-included travel and the best of the Caribbean. So kick up your feet, get some shade. This is the Beaches Palmcast. On today's Palmcast, we're speaking with an amazing guest, author, public speaker, and advocate, Carrie Cariello. Now, Carrie has a special story that she's sharing with us. We couldn't help but ask her to share it because here on the Sandals Palmcast this month at Beaches, they're recognizing Autism Acceptance Month. You may have heard last week's episode. If you haven't heard last week's episode, go and listen to it before you listen to this episode because last week we found all the all the great things that we're doing here at Beaches. Today, though, we're joined by Carrie, who is really so gracious to share her story, her family's personal story, to and experience while traveling with a family member on the spectrum. So welcome to the Palmcast, Carrie. Thank you, Randy. It's great to be here. I, I'm very excited to share our story because I think it's something that's going to help a lot of families. Well, I want to start at the beginning because we're honored to have you here on the show. So thank you for taking the time. But start by telling me about you. Let's introduce yourself and a little bit about the historical data and how you how you came into this ecosystem and why you're here to share your story. <laughs> historical data. I love that. So I'm <laughs> Carrie Cariello. I'm married to a man named Joe. Joe's a dentist. He just left the house with our dog because we need quiet for this. So Joe and I have five kids and uh, our second son, Jack, is diagnosed with autism. Jack's 18 now. And, you know, about 10 years ago, I started writing about him regularly and blogging and kind of sharing our story. And, and the most unexpected thing happened that people started to see pieces of themselves inside of us. And so it's been quite an honor to help families connect with resources that they might not otherwise know about. And let's talk about some of the things you've done. Look, you've been on the Today Show. You talk about some of those things. You've written a book. So let's get into some of those pieces. Yeah, so I have uh, my first book is 10 years old now. It's called What Color is Monday? It's, it's titled that because Jack uh, sees the days of the week in color. I have a second book that's a collection of my strongest blog pieces, which is kind of exciting. And that's called Someone I'm With Has Autism. And then, Randy, I have a yet to be named third book in process. It is, I compare it to delivering a baby. That That is my process when it comes to writing a book. So we're hoping to see it out in April, 2024. So a year from now. Uh, yeah, I've done some writing for the Today Show. They were really gracious in coming and following us around the grocery store when Jack was, I think, 10. Just to give a glimpse into what an ordinary trip to the grocery store can look like for a mother or a family like ours when we're trying to navigate all the sensory input. And Jack was a bit of an eloper, which in, in our community means he would run, run unexpectedly, and in how to kind of help him interface with people around him. So I'm, I'm always grateful for the inside look that the day, Today Show has given us. One of my pieces was named one of the top three blogs for the Huffington Post parents page. And that was a piece I wrote about six years ago called I Know Someone with Autism. So I describe my my journey here as kind of just the little book that could, these little blogs that that reveal something about us and, and people find very, very relatable. 
and sharing those stories, really. I mean, we began hearing about your son, Jack, and we wanted you to share some of that today about your son, Jack. Let's start with how that diagnosis came about. You know, you and your husband were concerned about Jack. Walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, um, my oldest son is uh, 13 months older than Jack. So we sort of had this blueprint, even though we were new parents, of what early childhood should look like for that first year. And we were cautioned over and over that kids develop at their own pace. And that's absolutely the truth. But there were just certain milestones that I could say, okay, last year, Joseph was playing patty cake, or he was playing peekaboo, or was responding to us and Jack wasn't following the same trajectory at all. So Jack was diagnosed pretty early at 18 months old. And, and what's important to remember is this is going on 19 years ago. So there was very, very few resources when it came to autism. There was very little information about it. And there was a lot of, Oh, we think he'll just outgrow this mostly on my husband, Joe, in my part, we thought he would outgrow it. And sometimes naivete is a very good friend. So that <laughs> did not outgrow autism, but you know, we learned to adjust and become a family that um, that has a vulnerable, complicated kiddo. Our guest today is Carrie Cariello. She's an author, a public speaker, an advocate, a mom. We can't leave the mom title out and a great mom at that. You also are a Sandals loyalty guest, and I know you have a firsthand experience about Beaches Resort's autism program. And so I want to get into a little bit of that. And I wanted you to share some of that experience. Now, you and your family have been to a resort. You you went with your son. Talk about what that was like as a as a parent with a with a child on the spectrum, because there are those challenges, those sensory challenges. We spoke prior to this palmcast about, you know, friends and family, people I know personally that have children that they can barely get their kids on airplanes. I mean, so there's forget about taking a vacation. You got to get to the point where they're willing to be there. So walk us through that experience as you went to beaches and your experience with the autism program. Absolutely. So we started Beaches nine years ago. We go to the one in Turks and Caicos. And so we've gone nine years straight. So that would mean Jack was uh, probably eight at the time. And yeah, it, it was certainly we had some er- hurdles to overcome. We had flown with Jack already. So we knew he was able to be on a plane. But it takes an enormous amount of scaffolding to just put a trip into motion with a family like ours. And a lot of prepping, a lot of what we call social storying, a lot of, you know, there may be a delay. And if there is, this is what we expect from you. Once we were there, however, Randy, we were just absolutely sold from year one. A lot of families like mine, I really want to address this because I think it's so important. We get very mired in the day-to-day and the, oh, he can't do that. Oh, there's no way we could get him to do that. And then after time, we begin to feel we don't deserve it. We don't deserve a vacation. We don't deserve to relax from the ordinary demands that um, a diagnosed child puts on you. And I'm here to share that that is absolutely not the case. We deserve that space to breathe and to let all of our nervous systems kind of come down a little bit in the span of a week or so. What Beaches does beautifully, they do so many things beautifully. What I love is they have this sort of little welcoming, you know, routine they do. So we've been there nine years now. You get there, you get to the village where you're staying. Immediately, they hand the entire family a cool, uh, wet towel and something cold to drink. And it's just like, ah, we have made it. We are here. 
And from that point forward, you know, the service is exceptional. The kids clubs. So Jack was able to participate in the kids clubs because his siblings were there. So for the uninitiated to beaches, the kids clubs run um, morning, afternoon, and again in the evening. And it's part of the package fee. It's absolutely worthwhile using. And this staff, these teams know exactly what your kids need. I can't underscore that enough. I never once felt uncertain about leaving him there. I never thought what like, he would be misunderstood or would be bored. The team is incredibly versed and trained in all that it takes to show a kid how to have a good time. Well, so Beach has received its IBCCES certification back in 2017. How did you, and I can tell, Carrie, that you're one of these moms that researches everything. You've done the homework before you booked this trip. And so tell us how you came across the program and why Beaches nine years ago. Well, my husband's the travel research guy. We'll tell you that. We came upon it because actually my husband and I had gone to a sandals in Jamaica and they said, oh, you should really try this. You know, we had shared our story with them and they said, this, this resort is the place for you to go. It is the place where all your needs are taken care of. It's invisible service. You don't even know what's happening when it is. And at that time they hadn't been um, accredited by the program, but I learned more about it in the years because we started going, what would that put us at 2014, I think. So I was able to be in touch with a lot of the teams um, over the course of the year and become familiar with the program. And it is simply, simply outstanding. Let's go back to that nine years ago. As a parent of a child uh, on the spectrum, was there some fear there? Did, did you think, can my child handle this? And you kind of touched on that a little bit. Talk about that first trip and what that was like and the relief you felt to know that there were these resources at a resort. So like you said, you, no one deserves a vacation more so than the families who have to deal with individual challenges daily, monthly, weekly, yearly uh, with their kids that are on the spectrum. So take us back nine years ago and about that first trip. Well, nine years ago, nine-year-old Jack was quite <laughs> quite the kid then. Of course I had fears. I had a ton of fear. He used to like to run, as I mentioned. Something else families like mine fear is being on display, Randy, being judged because Jack was and is a bit quirky. He moves differently. He thinks differently. He eats differently. So to bring my little fish out of his pond and think, can he swim in the waters of a resort? That was a real worry of all of ours. Something else I want to address, because I know it's a very common theme. We didn't have it exactly, but we had elements of it, is food. Food is a huge piece of a diagnosis. And I know a lot of families like mine, their kids only eat what they call the beige category, right? French fries, pancakes, chicken nuggets, crackers. Jack, it was a great opportunity to bring him there and say, okay, so for people that don't know, the Beaches Resort offers food pretty much around the clock and of a great variety. You do have all those categories available for a kiddo that's not going to be able to eat anything else. It was also a great opportunity for us to stretch Jack a little bit and say, okay, we, we saw you got your pancakes and then your cheeseburger for lunch. How about for dinner, you try this piece of steak? It was a great way to encourage him to, you know, stretch. We have a phrase we use a lot in our house, stretch Jack without breaking. And Beaches was a huge part of that. Another thing we were able to offer him. So one of the reasons we kept going back is Jack was able to be independent there in a way he could never be at home. 
It's a very, very safe setup. Starting from when he was nine, 10 years old, we'd say, okay, go over there to, you know, they have this restaurant called Bobby D's right in the water park. Go get your lunch and bring it back. So we started with baby steps until last year when he came, he had complete independence of himself. He figured out when he wanted to eat his meals, when he'd like to go to the water park. He made his own itinerary for the day. When you raise a complicated child with autism, that is gold. That opportunity is something you you are so grateful to have. In so many ways, you know, Jackson in a college program right now, he is in a fully scaffolded residential space. I, I can't, you know, emphasize this as too much that Beaches played a huge role in that, in us knowing we could stretch him, he could walk safely, he could interact with people around him without us near. It was a huge part of our growth. That is a really interesting point too, and it's specifically about the food. And I want to go into that a little bit because you actually brought it up. You know, there are so many kids on the spectrum that, as you said, eat beige. And I want to talk about that because the variety there, particularly for parents uh, that have kids on the spectrum or don't even have kids on the spectrum. Kids are picky, as we know. Kids want what they want when they want. Let's talk about that dining experience and then how you guys incorporated that a little further into your other trips and about that independence. I mean, just going to the pool restaurant and knowing that he could do that safely it just really encapsulates that experience and the trust that you have in beaches because these folks are certified. They know, they, they know the needs of these children. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. It's so interesting because when we were here last time, we, we met a family who had a little guy, he was like six or seven and the little guy basically lived on the dad's back. Like every time I saw this family, the little kid was like koala'd onto the dad's back, you know? And at one point I was like, don't you want him to get down? And he said he could run. He's a runner. And I said, but where is he going to go? He's not going to get to the water faster than you can. All the pools are chaperoned and supervised and they're not deep. This is the time to say, to start setting boundaries, to start letting them have some space from you. As for the food part, I know a lot of families firsthand who say, I can't even go to Thanksgiving dinner without packing food. My kiddo will have nothing to eat. Food aversions in our community are very, very real. And um, while Jack didn't walk the line of aversions, he certainly dabbled in some pickiness. It's just great to know, okay, he'll have the food he needs and we don't have to parent that right now. That's another piece of advice I love to give parents about to go on vacation. You don't have to parent everything on vacation. It's a great time to let some things go. You know, my kids drank those, um, you know, their non-alcoholic pina coladas. They probably have 20 a day. <laughs> like, go for it. We won't do this at home, but you can do this here. Carrie, your story is so inspirational and the things you speak about as a public speaker and an author. One of the things here on the Palmcast that we love to hear is, you know, the amazing guest stories and, and the fact that, you know, I know there's so many other parents out there right now that are that are dealing with kids that are on the spectrum or maybe have other challenges. And what advice would you give them when booking their beaches vacation? I mean, there's a lot of resources out there. How has that helped you and how can others apply that to their experience? Well, I think just make it your own, you know, book the timing. If it means traveling on a non-busy day from the airport, you know, be willing to make those adjustments. I think it's important. There are so many different spaces available at beaches, you know, choose the one, the setup that works best for your family. 
I think something I did want to share that doesn't directly address this is that, you know, research shows that kids like Jack can only match the highest nervous system in the room, right? So if you're at a 12, he automatically goes to a 12. He doesn't know any other way. The team at Beaches, the staff and the weight service and all of that, they operate, Randy, at a four. Nobody's ever elevated. Nobody. It's like, it's your vacation. Anything goes here. I can't underscore the importance of that enough. And in turn, we've had some of our very, very best family memories there because all of our nervous systems were able to come down in the span of six to seven days. And we could just all breathe a little. That is such a gift for a family like ours. You come back just reconnected and refreshed in a totally different way. Well, I want to talk about some of those special moments. Making memories is so important. And we always say, you know, you can always make more money. You can't make more memories. It's always important to make those memories. Talk about some of those special moments that you have shared during your time visiting a a (laughs) resort. Oh, we have so many. I mean, the water park for years was a huge, huge draw for our family. What's beautiful about beaches is it evolves with you, right? So we went with a pack of kids, 10 and under, five kids, 10 and under. Oh my gosh. When I say that out loud, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I was crazy back then. I I was crazy, (laughs) not because we said to them, (laughs) you all have to go to kids club once a day and you have to agree on when it is. It can be morning, afternoon, or evening, but you're all going to go five of you. So we sort of set that expectation early. This is a vacation for daddy and I also, well, one of my favorite memories, honestly, it's on my website. So they have great shows at beaches and the kids get involved in them. And Jack said, I want to do the talent show. And we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) And we said, well, what is your talent? Pray tell. And he said, I'm going to tell jokes. And I'll tell you what. So it's in the French village. It has this huge seating area. Hundreds of people go to the shows at night. And my son got up there and he got that microphone and he told joke after joke. And I could just see his confidence be like blossoming right in front of us. You know, he had a space that was safe to kind of explore who he was. My daughter participated in the fashion show. And so young moms with maybe girls around six to eight, there's a fashion show. And my daughter Rose was quite miffed that I hadn't packed a whole wardrobe for her to choose. (laughs) For the fashion show. For the fashion show. (laughs) Give that some thought. You know, as my kids became teenagers, we, we've moved around the whole property. So we started to go to Key West where we had a little more, it's a quieter there. And we had some, a balcony space a couple years ago. Now for families with littles, it's difficult to capture how different life with teenagers is because when you have littles, you are in it, you are entrenched, you are solving every problem, you are meeting every need teenagers are a little like cats. You just have to call them home gently, usually with food and hope that they stick around a while. You know, beaches, a couple years ago, we were all out on the balcony and we pulled a comedian up on my laptop and we all sat out under the stars and you can hear the water crashing. And it was just something simple as watching 45 minutes of a comedian who we all love and laughing together. And, and that's a really great memory for me. What Beaches also does well is a lot of special needs parents say to me, I don't know how to give my kids all the attention that they need. You know, I feel like I'm shorting one because my diagnosed kiddo needs so much of me. 
I have two answers for that, Randy. One is worry less about the attention your kids get and worry more about the attention your marriage gets. Kids, What a a great piece of advice. Repeat that again, because I think that is so poignant and so important. Yeah, just worry less about the attention your kids get and worry more about the attention your marriage gets. Kids have a way of getting what they need. I promise you, I have never once in my life spoken to an adult, a grown-up, who said, I didn't get any attention when I was a kid. I've never heard that narrative at all. We created it just to put extra pressure on ourselves. (laughs) Worry about the attention your marriage gets. Beaches is a fantastic way to give your marriage the attention that maybe didn't get all year long. It has beautiful adults-only restaurants. It's an opportunity to dress up and be with your spouse and be curious about him or her and discover long. I mean, Joe and I have just had the best conversations over a meal or sitting on the beach together or on the balcony at night about what our long-term goals are as, as individuals, as couples, as parents, you know, and I think that is very, very valuable. You mentioned earlier about memories with the kids. The other thing that that it offers is the chance for you to experience something different with each kiddo. Let me give you an example. You know, my daughter, I only have one girl. I have four boys. So every year we make it a point we go get facials together. We've done that since she was little there. That's great. Yeah, so it gives you the opportunity to kind of to change a little bit who, how you interact with, with each kiddo. Now, my middle son is a daredevil. He'll, he, his name is Charlie. He, we call him like a stray puppy. You open the door and out he runs, right? And so he's the kid that I parasailed with, or we did some a little bit of adventurous kind of stuff. You know, he rented a sailboat a couple of years ago, and we took him out on that. There's just so many opportunities to create individual moments with individual kids. That's a great takeaway. Reconnecting with your spouse too, while knowing your kids are in a safe environment, it probably gives you a lot of reassurance, I can imagine. Oh, it was amazing. We used to send them to kids club at night, go out for a fantastic meal, because by the way, the food is outstanding, and then go pick them up. And, you know, sometimes they stayed in kids clubs. There's great like karaoke at night. There's great dancing at night. There's great ways to just kind of be together as a couple in a way you wouldn't be at home. Absolutely. Now, Carrie, how long does it take you guys to plan your trips? I mean, you said you've been going to back to beaches every year for for nine years. Do you guys start and plan when you're there and book? A lot of people say, well, how long does it take you to plan this vacation? You being a busy parent, a public speaker, an author, a mom, uh, walk us through that process. How long does the planning go, go into this trip? Well, I'll tell you, the planning takes less time than the packing. The planning is so easy. We always do it while we're there. There's an office there and you just go and kind of, you know, pick out where you want to be next year. We've actually started planning two years in advance now because there's a there's just a spot on the property that we absolutely love and we want to make sure we secure it. And I mean, it couldn't be easier. It takes under an hour to plan that. I mean, the hardest part is just navigating, you know, figuring out your flights and then packing seven people up. Although I don't pack for my husband. He's on his own. So I <laughs> that you guys always go at the same time of the year. Cause that's the other question we get often here on the Palmcast. What's the best time of the year to go to a beaches or a sandals resort? Can you give some advice there? We do always go, Randy, because it's our February break. Now, I do want to share this with parents. So we're from New Hampshire, and the February break is the same for everybody across the state. So there's a lot of people from New Hampshire there. And I know that gives some family like pause. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go and see my neighbor on vacation, right? I want to reassure you, it is so big 
you don't see people. One year we went like purposely scheduled it with two other families to sort of meet up with them. And we had to be really intentional, like, okay, we'll be on the beach at such and such time. Another program I want to just talk for a second about, which we didn't use in the early years, but we do now, and it's it's well worth the money, is the butler service, because they will save chairs for you. They will save a cabana for you. They get dinner reservations for you if you have preferences about where you want to go. It's just like another level of service that takes even more off your plate. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the butler service. I was about to ask, you know, it's busy trying to juggle all the kids. And now you've got help, especially when you book that service to do all the things that maybe you can't do. So again, to your point, you and your husband's vacation as well. So you guys want that relaxation time. Uh, Some other things, some other takeaways from your beaches experience that you've had in the past with your family. Any of your other kids that you want to mention here on the Palmcast today? We did love the Sesame Street experience. I mean, that parade is so sweet. Even though my kids, my youngest now is 14. So they, you know, they're not as into the Sesame Parade, but Joe and I still went back and watched it. It's just so sweet. I want to mention also, because I think this is important, there are characters that walk around the property. They are, I believe, trained. If not, they just intuitively understand it. Kids like Jack don't like characters running up to them. It's, it is unsettling. He never has. And they don't do that. They're kind of in the background. And what I notice is they wait for kids to approach them. So Beaches has just got it kind of all nailed down in terms of how to give neurodiverse thinkers the best experience. I think that is a great takeaway. If you go listen to the last episode of the Palmcast, we touched on that actually. And Julia, of course, the character on Sesame Street that, you know, helps these kids that are on the spectrum, but the, the people at Sandals and beaches are trained to your exact point to know when these kids, when they can be in their space and when it's not okay to be in their space. And a lot of these kids, as you, as you mentioned, have sensory or just other issues where they're scared or or any of those emotions that go into being there and being around those characters. So that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. You've been so amazing to speak to Carrie. You're so inspirational. And the fact that you share your story uh, about you and your family is, is so amazing. I, I really, because you as an expert, and I say an expert because you're a mom and all moms are experts on all the things. What advice would you share with other families or family members that might be traveling with a person, a family member on the spectrum? Because look, I think that from some of my personal experience with some of my friends who have autistic children, it's taking that first step. And I think you talked about it right at the top of this palm cast about you don't think you can do all of these things. Like, can can we really go and have this vacation? Can we really get them on the plane? And to your point, Jack was able to get on planes. Talk a little bit about that and what advice you would give those families, maybe if they haven't taken the plunge, thinking they can't go on vacation. Yeah, that is a great question. And I love it because I want to tell you, Randy, I'm fascinated by something they call neuroplasticity, how our brain begins to think in certain cycles and it's difficult to break where it's looping. And so our brain makes an assumption about a circumstance, a person or an outcome. And then all it does is search for evidence and clues to support that outcome. I would advise parents, this may seem like it has nothing to do with beaches or a vacation, but I promise you it does. I would advise parents to be curious. And instead of saying, oh, there's no way he'll do that. He'll never make the plane. There'll be no food. People will be watching us. He'll be judged. Try to flex a little bit to a different outcome. 
maybe this could be successful. Maybe I could get a little time with my husband or wife. Maybe he would have fun. Maybe he'll try a piece of sushi instead of a French fry. Just start to discover where else your brain can take you. We as special needs parents too often get trapped in that what we also call catastrophic thinking. It's going to go terrible. He'll throw a huge fit on the plane and everybody will be watching and I'm not saying those things won't happen, but they won't necessarily happen. So when it comes to taking chances and bringing our kids out into the world, we as parents have to be flexible thinkers. Because at the end of the day, no matter where they fall on that bell curve, our kids deserve a chance to see a different landscape, to taste different cuisine, to talk to all different sorts of people. We have to be able to bring them out into the world. It's an amazing piece of advice. As you look back at those nine years of photographs, one of the great things when you go to any beaches or sandals resort is that the photographs, you know, you go back and you look at those memories. Talk about that a little bit. As you look back at those nine years, the reflection of watching your children grow up and have these experiences that must make you feel a certain way as a mom. Well, I'm so glad you brought up photographs because I want to tell new moms and dads, this is what you do. When you get there, you schedule your photos within the first day because I don't care how much sunscreen you think you apply to your kid. They will have a bright red band from one eye to the other. That's great advice. Wow. serious. Please, please, if you heed nothing from this conversation, just do that for me, okay? Because Jack wore glasses, so it didn't matter how much sunscreen we kept on that kid. He always came away just those bright red patches. You know, I'll tell you. So if anybody wants to go look at my Facebook page, Carrie Cariello, the cover photo is a photo taken. And I did not arrange this for this call, Randy. It's been up there for a year, more. Is a photo taken of all my kids jumping on the pier. It's a huge long pier that comes off of the beach. And that's at Beaches. And then we have this set of photos. That's incredible. Like I said, we, my kids grew up there. And we have this set of photos we started taking the first year and then we did and and we posed everybody the same way and wore sort of similar outfits. And then I think it was like our fourth year and then our seventh year. And to see the progression. Now, my kids are very tall, you know, six foot two, six foot five, six, three, six, one to see them start to get taller than my husband and I and have that documented in the same setting. I mean, that's gold to us. Yeah, memories that last a lifetime. Carrie Cariello, it's been wonderful talking today on the Sandals Palmcast as we recognize Autism Acceptance Month. Thank you so much for being an advocate, a public speaker, an author, a, a fantastic mom to your son, Jack, and all of your children. And thank you so much for being a Sandals loyalty member and for visiting beaches and encouraging others to do that. For those of you who have kids on the spectrum, there's no safer environment for your kids to have a great vacation and the parents too. The parents need to have a little fun too, right, Carrie? Absolutely. That's why we go. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Beaches Palmcast as part of the Sandals 40th Anniversary Celebration. See you next time.